our podcast, Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. My name is Michelle. And my name is Lauren, and we are your hosts. Hey, host. Hey, hello. <laughs> this is our version of a radio talk show, and every week you can join us for a sisterly chat where we talk about literally everything. We're going to tackle current events, what's going on in the world around us. We'll share some personal insight and stories, and of course, share random bits of things we think you should know along with whatever else sisters talk about. There's a lot. So if you're into easy listening, lots of laughing and some inspiration sprinkled throughout, we are going to be fast, weird internet friends. Welcome. Good morning, Chicago. Oh my God, I was just about to sing, good morning, good morning, it's great to stay up late. Sorry, that's a lot for a Thursday. I was, a, I was really tapping my toes. You know what? I was actually kind of impressed myself considering what we've got going on outside. It's a it's a gloomer. We got a gloomer. Actually, it calls for fog today. Well, I can tell you I drove in and it was, was couldn't, it hazy? couldn't see the skyline for the life of me. Yeah, we're looking at about 53 degrees right now. It'll warm up. It's pissing on us. It really is. It, it rained a lot last night. But I heard that we're going to get up into the 70s by end of day. We are. Is that a fact? Yeah. Oh, wow. 70. <laughs> yeah, so it was real rainy, and now we've got a beautiful day ahead of us. I like this weather. I It's my favorite weather to work in. Yeah, I get real cozy. we got a lot of candles lit right now. I was never sad about heading to the office on a rainy day. It. I looked forward to it, actually. Yeah, that... I like being at home on rainy days when I'm at work. For whatever reason, I did not get that kind of feeling. It didn't make me cozy. I was like pissed. You know what? Out of all of the things I hated about that job, being up in a building in the middle of the loop with yeah. w- inclement weather, there was something very Chicago about it. 100%. And I, and I actually loved that. Yeah, I would miss that part of the job. Like, the loop, I always used to crave working in the loop. Working in the loop, taking the train in, going up the escalators with the holiday decor and all of mm. those things, that that stuff, I, I would walk to the office and think to myself, God, I love holidays in Chicago. Right? But I don't know what that's going to look like this year. No. I told you. It's not that it's canceled. Hopefully people, like we talked last time, it, they decorate, they really bring in the vibe. People are going to bring it for I sure. I can't wait. So what do you got for me today? Wait, Michelle, did you know that we're in Mercury? Well, I got something for you. Because we were talking, you said that every day feels like, or no, tell us about your Fridays, what you were just telling me. Well, you and I have been confused about the days of the week (laughs) for the entire week. All week. And I don't, something started it that confused, I kicked it off by confusing us both. But now that Ryan is laid up, every night feels like a Friday night. Like we Mm. hunker in the family room, we surround our invalid loved one. And we um, just to do nothing. And do you guys just like do you, do you have your? Does everyone have their point of section? Like where do you, I know where Ryan lays up? Okay, F- I have to be honest about something. Mia hasn't spent one minute minute with us. She's in our bedroom. She's taken it over. What is she doing? She's like, I'm going up to your bed, and I'm never leaving. Oh, she's it. in your bedroom, mm-hmm. and she just she's watching her show up there. She is so cute. And Will and Ryan are watching baseball because the World Series is on right now. Wouldn't have known. Yep. Well, if you're at my house, you would have, which means I'm the one who's displaced. So, you know what? I get to spend more time doing stuff for TSP. I'm not complaining. Thank, oh, praise the goddess. Yeah, yeah. That's great. You mean your Friday nights aren't spent like they're like every night isn't a Friday night here? Well, every night we do a lot of, so at the end of the evening, after we're done with dinner, we do stay up too late because he's got a ton of stuff to watch for school and whatnot. So we're always, we're checking out like different documentaries and films. So we get deep into some stuff that our Friday nights a lot like, or our every nights are a lot like movie nights. Okay. Unless we've got work, work to That's do. Not, that sounds like my kind of night. We actually went to a drive-in last night. What did you see? We went to, it was the Chicago international film or no sorry the international chicago film um festival and they were doing a spookathon we saw a movie it was a black and white film called in the dead of night and martin scorsese actually referred to it as one of the most one of the scariest movies he's ever seen it's a psychological thriller which those are always terrifying yeah mom was all in good for a psychological yeah thriller. and did you think it was as scary as he said 
it was jar it was unsettling it that's what kind of movie it is it's just kind of like oh it's about this man that keeps having this like reoccurring dream and the people within his dream also have reoccurring dreams elsewhere but so they all they're in his dream but they understand why what he's going through it's very and they tell their version of it sounds like a brain brain bender to me and it was black and white which though back then everyone was like cigarettes everywhere yeah in cute little tins and they would light it up Mm -hmm. and the women looked gorgeous cool beautiful not anymore even the men oh no i know more i miss we've talked about the 75 (laughs) 75 we just got to make it to 75 um i had something else to tell you michelle Mercury retrograde. Mercury retrograde. Which I don't really understand what Mercury retrograde is. So can you teach me? I can, of course. I listen to a podcast called The Witch Wave. Oh, no shit. It's a great podcast if you're into like, excuse me, you know, witches and um, that kind of spiritual thing. So she does a great explanation of Mercury in, in retrograde. And what it is, I just looked it up, so I'm going to read straight from this. The term retrograde, which comes from the word, the Latin word retrogradus, which literally means backward step. So as the name suggests, retrograde is when the planet appears. That's the big thing here. It's not really going backwards. It just appears to go backward in its orbit as viewed from Earth. Astronomers refer to this as apparent retrograde motion because it's an optical illusion. <laughs> And does so even then, Sorry. if it's just an optical illusion mm. and it doesn't really do that, but for whatever reason, this Mercury retrograde like really throws people off their game, right? Yeah, and they they really they attach it to a lot of technology and big so bigger things like technology and contracts. They say like don't sign or buy anything big during this time. Oh. And I'm not sure if that's because like when you're buying and there's a lot of technology then involved in that kind of thing, but that's when like things Anthony is a firm believer. He'll be like we got to we must be in retrograde because when shit breaks down in the house, he's like what is going on? Okay, so this is sort of like the same idea as the full oh, it must be a full moon. It Can must I, be in Mercury. In a way, okay. yes, it's a really and good way to look at it. This is an astrological thing. Well, it's an, it's it's astrological or astronomical? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm and but I'm I bet somehow some way they they bring Mercury and retrograde into astrology as well. But it is based on like astronomers' studies of the planets. Very interesting. Yeah, I'd always so, wondered I'd heard much about this but never took the time to. Um, I think that it's because and plus there's that like it's a good excuse. Like you said about the full moon, the crazies are out to full moon or mm-hmm. everything's going wrong, Mercury must be in retrograde. When does this end? This goes this one is going from I believe October. Give me one moment. I there we go. October 14th to November 3rd. I feel like I'm blasting you with questions, but do you know how many times this happens a year? It looks like for 2020, it was just Feb- so twice. February 17 to March 10. Oh, I'm sorry, three times. June 18 to Ju- July 12 and October 14 to November 3rd. Okay. All right. So at guys. least it's only a couple times a year. Th- yeah. A few times a year. Okay. Just everybody no Praise sign in con- no sign in contracts. No, you know. Well, speaking of, yes. I have a I have a this just in for you. Ooh. I think you're going to be this I'm curious about what your shopping habits are. Here's the deal. So on the Today Show, they were talking about consumer scams on social media. Okay. And while well, now we know that our sister Nicole often oh. shops on Instagram. Have you ever bought anything from a social media app ever? Maybe like, yes, once. Once. What Those was it? Those looms that came from China. What are looms? Remember the um, cloud loom? It was like a crafty thing. Um, you use this little, um, it's like... You, you stick this little poker up and then the string goes oh, sure, through. Sure. I can't recall, but that was an uh, that was an Instagram scam. And okay, what, were you scammed and why? I was scammed because the instructions came in Mandarin and um, a few words of English sprinkled throughout. <laughs> well, right. I feel like a lot of these products are coming by way of way overseas. Oh, yeah. Um, like Nicole, our sister, will order shoes from Instagram her size. 
but they come looking more like a child's woman's size shoe size. Yep, she has been known to get bamboozled <laughs> in the shoe department. And then she passes them on to me, and I try so hard because they're so cute. And then my toes start, like, pushing in towards one another. Wherever they're coming, the average foot size does not align with the foot size of the no, American women. No, not at all. Mm-mm. So this is what's happening. They're... They're putting out this warning now because a lot of people are going to be online shopping. So mm. heads up, everyone. Ooh, it's it's a lot. Good I mean, info. you have to be. It's really important because I don't, sh- I, Michelle. I don't. Whoops, I don't shop online. I'm you are not a person. shop. Oh. I like going in person. No, not I'm me. trying to be better. So Anthony, I'll be like, let's just get the. I'll get like things like I don't need to go to Target for because that's where I get. Uh huh. Because you're saying you buy too much. Yes, of I go course. for detergent. I leave a hundred dollars later. Yep, same. With a really cute sweater. <laughs> Never spent less than a hundred at Target. You know what? I don't buy. I don't buy candles from there. Um, Not a, that they don't have the candle selection that suits my needs. You know what? I'm gonna have to agree with you, except that there is one on our site right now that is a Magnolia Homes candle. And oh, that brand's great. Very good. I just blatantly lied to you that was an accident that's okay i only buy not hers not magnolia home hearth and hearth oh yeah hearth and hearth are those the same heart and hearth heart and hearth hearth or hoof what hoofs (laughs) hoofs and hearts her holiday candles are unreal or there i think it's a couple they're they're balsam fir candles are to die for. Are you about to start burning a balsam fir? You know, my pumpkin candle's almost out, and that was a big one. And I think I might go into the woodsy element. It's of time. Candle burning. It's time. These social media scams. Ninety-four percent of scams happen on Facebook and Instagram. So okay, keep an eye out. Well, that is a very large stat. The FT. It is. That's, That's a big alarming. One. Yep, Nicole, it is. Don't <laughs> buy any more crap on Instagram. <laughs> the FTC does go after these companies, but there's so many, it's like hard to control. Okay. During the pandemic, um, they said that PPE and hand sanitizer were getting janky. Like they weren't delivering or like coming and showing up, and it was like KY jelly. Okay. So, so are they saying not to order that stuff online? No, they're no. Actually, what they're saying is to be just really vigilant and mindful, and to do the research. So they are saying, um, "Oh, this was a great tip. Say you find a company that's selling something you love. They said move out of that app and go on Google search and type that company's name and then the word complaint, and then see. Great tip. Okay. Great and then, tip." I actually have been scammed once before um, for Deanna, my best friend in, out in Australia. Something happened. Oh, something happened. And oh, it was her birthday and I wanted to send her flowers. So I, you know, you do quick Google research and I was like, oh, this place Bloom X sounds amazing. And I sent her flowers and... <laughs> She sent me a photo, and the photo was a box, and she said, thank you so much, Lauren. I love you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, let me see the flowers. And she showed me a photo of the flowers, and they were all dead Gerbers. Why I picked Gerbers, I don't know. Oh, my God, I you hate, hate Gerbers. Gerbers. And Gerbers suck. They would never last one minute. But I found online, I was pissed, and I, tried, I contacted this company. They they completely were scamming me. They are a scam-based florist out in australia so listeners do not use them i'm on a facebook post and they are still getting people and this was like seven years ago that's disc how dead flowers to people whose mom died that's that's messed up that's that's that's, that's something bad you know what it's coming their way yeah yeah it is you know (laughs) so um this is what you can do to avoid the scams what a great yeah what be skeptical okay all right nicole advocate you know like dig a little deeper do the research like I just mentioned and this is something else that's happening they said and I laughed when they first said this but they said never send money to a love interest that you've never met okay well let's just we we know that right just in general well some do Lauren oh sad and there are people out there that don't have the cognitive ability to know the difference in any case they also say that loved ones sometimes will um quote loved ones like hacked loved ones will get into your inbox and be like, hey, I'm in desperate need. I never wanted to have to ask, but I need about like $5,000. Yeah. So they, they advise you to get out of that app and call that family member. Yeah, call them directly. 
<laughs> call them directly. Can't. So that's that. That is, but I think as but we move into the holiday season, be vigilant. Well, I think this is great advice because for some, I don't think 2020 could get worse. But, oh my you know, God. Add that to like some holiday scams. I mean, at this point, I just am driving by looking at the signs instead of like the presidential election signs. The signs just say, dear God, make it 2020 stop. I mean, <laughs> honest to God. We can touch on this real quick just because it's really important. The Ghislaine Maxwell. I, Lauren, I'm very curious. Okay, so this just in, um, Ghislaine Maxwell, they have released the deposition from a 2015 lawsuit filed, I believe, against her for defamation of character for Virginia Gulfrey. I don't know how okay. to say her last name That's properly. Okay. But she is, she was one of the first accusers to come forward and be like, I'm ready to tell my story. And she is the picture, she is the individual you see in the photo with Prince Andrew with his arm around her and Ghislaine in the background. And if you know this photo or if you don't look it up, because this is the funny part, the humorous attempt at Prince Andrew was like, that. that's not me. Um, my fingers aren't that swollen. Are you serious? <laughs> Swear to God. He had like a, he bombed a, um, an English interview not too long ago. And it, are they coming for him next? I don't know what they're going to do with him. I don't know how. I mean, I do know that the royal family, so it seems, is kind of like putting him in the shadows where maybe he belongs. Mm. Uh, well, that I mean, he belongs that somewhere prison. else, but that's where he belongs, yes. Um, but this this deposition was very graphic. It's like 400-something pages long. It is very detailed on the accusations, and Ghislaine has fought, like, forever to keep it under wraps, and it no longer is. And I, I assume they're probably going to release that later today. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, it's going to be really a trigger warning. I would not dive into that if you're sensitive to... Um, sexual assault and whatnot. I just wonder if someone, if she's going to end up the way Jeff. Jeff Epstein. Yeah, I don't know. It's she knows a lot. You know, I don't. I don't like jump on. I, you know me. I don't jump on like conspiracy theories. Like with the pandemic, I'm just pretty much like, ah, oh, we're in a pandemic. This is it. You know, there's yeah. really no, you know, much yeah. else around it for me. Yeah. But when it comes to things like this, like Jeff Epstein, I'm like, who? who did it <laughs> like did he die of did he kill himself no or? no 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 someone someone finished him off I mean there's so much going on there did you know that the cameras just suddenly stopped working at that time that's how you know <laughs> he didn't do it himself but who was it we'll never know oh no we might we might because I bet in that deposition there are names of people that don't want to be known I like how you're saying deposition. Deposition. Did you see the photos of Mr. Rudy Giuliani yesterday? No. This is another just, this Justin, you know Borat, right? Yes. Did you know he's coming out with another installment? I did see it. I think it's coming out like later this month or so. He, he put, he got Rudy Giuliani in quite a, um. Pickle? I would put it, yeah, pickle with his pickle. <gasps> oh. Do you want me to tell you the premises of it real quick? Of course. So I don't know how this goes about, but Borat shows up and Rudy does not know who Borat, Borat is. <clears throat> and somehow a female um, reporter, obviously a paid actress of Borat's, comes into the scene. Borat jokingly refers to her as a, his 15-year-old daughter. I don't know if that was a joke or I'm not quite sure what the context of that is. In any case, somehow Rudy ends up on a hotel bed with his hands in his pants with the this actress standing right above him or um Stop at the it. edge of the bed Stop it. I've seen the photos myself with my own eyes and at that moment Borat like bangs no. on the door and breaks in like that's part of the bit he's like that's my daughter she's a 15 <laughs> I mean so so when how when, pissed was he well at the time he called the police because he did he's still now he's now I think yesterday he Oh, I'm sure his people must have had, you know, some sort of intel on this. But just yesterday, the the world heard about this. And the photos are so freaking gross. I mean, mm. ill. Ill. He's so he's gross. gross. <laughs> he's such a little something or the other. I love the girl that plays him on SNL. Oh, my God. Oh, um, of course, I can't remember her name. I know. Shocker. I always forget, but she's great. So, Michelle, I want you to hit it off. With Hot Topics? Hot <laughs> 
we've got good ones and i'm excited because you watched a movie that i suggested and you loved it loved it and i want to thank you for showing me that film because that is that will go down as i've got to do a list of documentaries of badass women and it's like her jane and rbg yeah please take it away okay so um we are going to talk about the dolly parton documentary called dolly here i am and i thought it was brand new but it came out in 2019 oh i didn't i thought it came out yesterday yes it's a netflix documentary about the life career and music of dolly parton and if you haven't seen it i highly recommend you watch it and if you have daughters watch it with them please oh my god yes i had no idea the talent this woman possessed i'm i'm a fan same fan like i i need to see her and i need we have to go i i don't know why what it was about her that i i was never drawn to her i i'm not i don't despise country music i actually like country music now more than ever we sing a lot of it with the pigs but that was actually what intrigued me to turn this on. Um, I was singing Jolene. I started singing Jolene with the pig. Shut up. We love that song. Best song. Best song. And Dolly, Dolly wrote that song. So and now we know why. Um, Ryan and I popped that documentary on. And um, she was prol- a prolific songwriter. She is. 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 She, you're right. 70, 74. Oh, you're right. She is 74. I, okay. I can't do math. Um, she looks great. But she, well, you know what I love about her? She goes, she's so self, like she, she, she can laugh at herself. And she says, you know, I may look all fake on the outside, but I'm as about as real as they come on the inside. I think that's when I started crying and didn't stop till the end of the, the, the film. Well, and I thought you would be obsessed with it because of what a feminist mm-hmm. she was and mm-hmm. like a true pioneer for women. I mean, a pioneer for, yes, for like feminism. I feel like she, she really also secretly had that agenda. Not secretly. She was mess. She was putting those messages out in her songs. And then unless you're really digging into the lyrics and trying to like, you know, translate, what does that mean? Like, what is she saying? Until she said it now, I had no idea what her songs that were, they were so powerful. Well, the one that really blew me out of the water oh, yeah. was um, I Will Always Love You. Like the story, oh. the story behind, because obviously you and I probably remember that song more from when Whitney Houston redid it. In Bodyguard. In Bodyguard, which Dolly Parton also makes me laugh my ass off when she says, you know, obviously I wrote that song. I sang it a thousand times, but it ne- no one ever made me more money than Whitney Houston. Oh my God. She goes, she made me rich. She made me rich. And I was like. Oh, and that is because, but there's a reason why, because she also didn't let Elvis have that song. Mm. Did you know that? No. Elvis, so when she wrote that song, because she wrote that, and again, that meaning there for that yes, song, was wasn't, not, it's not romantic. Not at all. It was for, it was for a business partner, she right? Was, she was on the Porter Wag- yes. Wagoner show, and she was like his partner and contributor yeah, like and song, songwriter. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he was the man and he was making all the decisions and she was done with that. And he even said it on the documentary. He said, I was the boss. I made the final decision. That Yeah. So that was like her parting song to him. Yep. Um, but Elvis, so when she sang that song, I think Elvis's manager came to... Like, this makes me... I don't know why this choke... It's the Clomid. I get so wow. choked up. It's insane. That's okay. So, Elvis... So, Elvis tried to get that song, and and Dolly was not having... Oh, no. Dolly was not having, having it. So, she's like, I'm going to keep that song for myself. And then, um, forgive me, what was Elvis... Uh, Priscilla Presley? She said to Dolly that even when they were walking... So, she said, no, you cannot have this song. So, he never recorded it. And Priscilla said when they were walking out of the courtroom, Elvis was singing that song to Priscilla oh, after yes. their divorce from getting af- after their d- divorce proceedings. That was so sweet. I have goosebumps. I'm a oh. loser. No, that was 
that was that was like a beautiful story. That was actually a beautiful story. Yeah, because they didn't show that he was harboring resentment, but then he's saying it at that moment. Can we talk about another gentleman Anything. that never, ever has appeared? Barely <laughs> anyone has ever seen him. It's such a mystery. It's the greatest mystery of all. Her husband, Dolly, is married. She is married. She does not have children. She does, has no children. She's probably the best godmother and auntie to all of the other kids that ever lived. She's actually a godmother to Miley Cyrus. She is. Um, Michelle, I think that that whole thing about her and her husband, first of all, he, from what I read, and this is, I mean, I didn't fact check everything. I look at reliable sources, of course, but I did read that they have two different houses on their compound and they live pretty separate lives, but I think that they're like, he just goes over there for a weekly motorboat. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> and she loves him and they're companions and they are going to care for one another. And she, I think she's married to her career and to Dolly Parton yeah. and to this gentleman. Seems to be working out fine. It's been 50 years. Yeah, she, whatever she's doing at this point, it ain't broke. So keep on going. There are so many fascinating things about Dolly. I. It was one of the most enjoyable music movies yeah, same. documentaries I and have you know seen. I'm not into that kind of thing oh just her life and and how it was also interesting to see Jane Fonda and, and Lily and Lily I forgot that they they are doing the show on Netflix yes, now the the uh gosh I didn't realize that that was them on nine to five really yes I forgot about oh, that that's okay but that what's that Frankie and Frankie and some Johnny or something that's a good show that I got some laughs well from they're that. funny they're funny so when they were talking about nine to five yes Lily Tomlin was saying um she said, you know, they were always kind of, each one of them thought they were the one in the middle. Because if you're in a trio, you want to be in the middle. Mm, that's that's the, like the that's center? That's the star. Okay. Yeah, that person got a, it's like Beyonce. That's funny. Destiny's Child, Beyonce was never on the right or the left. Yeah. Right? You're right. No, she never was. She was always in the middle. One of the Jonas Brothers. I'm sure one's always in the middle or something. It's, you would know. It's the one. It's not Joe. It's Nick. He's in the middle. Yes. And he, I sense he has a bit of the m more popularity. Don't even get me started about the fourth Jonas Brother. I mean, Who's he doesn't that? Even, exactly. Is there? Yes. Oh, no shit. Poor guy. It's like the Osbournes. You know that one of their daughters chose not to be part of the Osborne show? Mm-hmm. Hopefully um, she's doing all right. So, oh, yes, I think she's doing great, actually. I think that she was completely fine with that. So they would always joke around of who's in the middle, or they each thought they were, each of them were in the middle. So Lily Tomlin is on camera, and she's speaking, and she said, you know, Jane Fonda was exceptionally politically active, so she had that, uh, you know, boost. She was, and I was, a and I'm the lesbian. I had no idea that Lily Tomlin was gay. Had no idea. That I knew. I had no idea. And then she says, and then here comes Dolly Parton. Well, of course, she thought she was in the middle just based on who she is. But I, th I love that camaraderie that they really created with one another. Yeah, they were they're good, they were a good group together. If you were drawn to Jane Fonda, you need to watch her um, her documentary, jo uh, Jane Fonda in Five Acts. I've, I've I think it's on HBO. I, I've not... Um, I, I have to judge their plastic surgery. I they would look like amazing. Jane Fonda takes the cake. She, she looks, looks insane. Can, I, I'd like to look like insane Jane Fonda when I'm that age. Well, doesn't everyone? I mean, look at her. She, whatever, whoever she's working with, five gold stars. I'm sending them their way. She said another part where I started crying. I cried with her when she was crying on screen, when she was talking about how um, she's been to I mean everyone in the world you can imagine with some of the most famous people she said she has never seen fanfare like for that for Dolly Parton and then when she started crying it's when she said yeah. <laughs> yep. when she was like and Dolly gives it to them she goes she goes on stage and her lyrics are a giant hug well and Dolly Parton said she said you know what she was invited to a wedding one oh yeah one of her business partners mm -hmm. wedding and she was just getting bombarded with people wanting to sign um, autographs and and he said Dolly Dolly we didn't invite you to the wedding to do this we invited you to the wedding to enjoy the wedding and she goes honey I this is part of my job oh my god and I this is what I wanted she embraced embraces every part of who she is and who she created and it is it's phenomenal to yeah. witness well witness from <laughs> five feet from my tv but I mean it, what a 
her attitude. It was her attitude towards life. She just exudes positivity. And she's come from, she came from a very poor upbringing. And obviously, like her and everybody else has experienced trials and tribulations at life. But I found this whole thing of quotes mm. from Dolly Parton. And because everything that comes out of her mouth I know. is just and they're not even like so mind-blowing they're so simple and true what she says Re- read me um one. like here she said i'm not going to limit myself just because people won't accept accept the fact that i can do something else you know yeah um if you don't like the road you're walking start paving another one i love that i love her um and her family was so poor, Michelle. Did you know that they couldn't pay the doctor who birthed her? So they gave him a sack of oatmeal. Oh, well, uh, well you know what? I thought they were gonna, you were going to say that the parents had to give away one of the kids. God, no. And she's one of 12. Oh, my They probably could spare her. Maybe should have thought about <laughs> slowing down. Oh, my God. Yeah, so they were so poor. And then another fun fact, actually two fun facts. You know she wears those fingerless gloves. Did you notice that? Is that because they don't make gloves long enough for her nails? No. She wears fingerless gloves. And sometimes they're nude, and it just kind of looks like almost like a like a sheath over it. Sometimes they're bedazzled, but they're not sure what it is. She, they think that they, I mean, she really won't even come out and say why. Ooh. I am going into. I'm going to. I'm gonna. I've created my own theory, and I think because hands aging hands, they age. You can't do much. They're not. And doing I think that's her way of just to complete her look for her. And I love that. She gets up at three a.m. To meditate. Wow. And then she begins, she says she gets more work done from 3 a.m. to 7 a.m. than an average person does in a work day. Amen to that. She says the wee early hours. And lastly, she has tattoos on her, uh uh-huh. You wouldn't even know. Well, you don't know. They're all on her arms. Does she have like a sleeve? I don't know if she's sleeved, but she has. You're rubbing your arms, wrist to shoulder. I feel like you might know. (laughs) Have you seen a sleeve? No, but um, have you noticed now the older she's gotten, she wears only long sleeves. She has a bit of a uniform, but they're all different, you know. She's got like a type of outfit she wears. She has scars. She has some sort of, she's mentioned now, she has told, she has talked about this. We know why she has tattoos. And it's not necessarily just for art. And she doesn't like to make a big deal out of them. But she has some sort of scars on her arms. Um, I, I don't know what it's from. It's not like self-inflicted scars, like from something. And she thought that like pretty butterflies would make those purple. Because, you know, like sometimes scars turn like purple. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't get that tone down. So she seems like she has a certain thing. Uh, you know, she has an expectation for how she looks. And <gasps> she, she wasn't going to. She is a unique, I love brilliant, smart, kind, inspiring, kind. wonderful. Okay. Do you want me to leave you with something that might make you cry? Yes. Okay. In nine, it's actually my note just starts with OMG. In 1995, let me put it here, as a tribute to her father who was illiterate, not long before he passed, he told, this is a quote, not long before he passed, he told me that he was more proud of me for the imagination library than anything else I'd ever done before. (laughs) I can't. I can't. I know why that touches you so. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was I was crying this morning, which is why I put on mom's Halloween pants. Is that why you put it on? Or is that what came first? The crying in the shower. So you cried in the shower and then you grabbed her pen. And then what? I thought I and I put on her perfume today you, too. Oh God, I don't smell it. Yeah, Salvador Dali. You gotta be careful. You gotta save some of that, or you gotta bring it to a, like a perfume person. Where are you gonna find it when it runs out? I need to stop using it and just smell it from now on. I have a candle that I do the same thing with. This is funny. It's called Perchuli. <laughs> it's called like Spooky Perch. And there's a black cat on it. And we talked about this. Oh, it, I it know. It smells like, okay, this is so weird, you guys. We would beg our mom to pull out the Halloween decorations. We may have talked about this. She would pull them out. We would dive in and there was a smell. It wasn't a bad smell. It yep. smelled like the plastic masks, whatever. Mm-hmm. I found this candle one day mm-hmm. at June's house because she would hoard candles. And I took and I smelled it. I literally almost fell over. It smelled like, like a carbon copy. So I have it in my candle drawer. And once a year, only when I'm decorating for Halloween, do I light that candle and allow it to smell. Just That's cool. It's so cool. That's cool. Obsessed with the smells. You know, is patchouli... What is, what are the notes? I like patchouli. 
patchouli i always thought patchouli was what you blazed when you were trying to cover up the smell like what hippies used it to yeah. cover up the smell of cannabis well i think also patchouli is i'm, I'm gonna or just take wearing it, it wearing it that's what i was that's what i'm more that's what i attribute more patchouli to is being worn by uh to our cover the smell of bo i don't know if it's or to be their body fragrance maybe to cover that but also to be maybe it's a smell that they were attracted to i'm guessing because it comes from it's an essential oil so it's probably healthier yeah maybe it was easily obtainable i like the smell i'll have to look into that that's a set great segue into our next hot topic. It is. Yeah, so a listener called in and wanted to know if we were going to have a conversation surrounding the topic of cannabis and how to have how how are people having this conversation with their kids? How what is the right way to talk about this? And this is a topic that really resonated with Lauren and myself and we wanted to talk about it because well, I have 11-year-olds, and next year they're going to be in junior high, and I think we need to get in front of the conversation. Well, let's talk about this. Yes. I don't remember, just based on what you said, mm -hmm. I don't recall hearing about, from peers, hearing about cannabis from peers in in grade, in grade um, in middle school or junior high. It wasn't really until I got to high school that I, but I think the world is so different I now. think that. I agree with you, and that also was my same okay. experience, too. Well, that makes me feel good about St. John the Cross. But I also <laughs> think that YouTube didn't exist. Well, right. There was the social aspect of online. No. So that is where everything that we were sheltered from is being launched at our the youth. Launched. Just, just They're just being inundated yeah. with it. The only thing that I remember, like the reason why I said hearing from it from my peers is because I only really heard about it from D.A.R.E., and dare scared the shit out of mm -hmm. you and Ronald or Nancy Reagan, mm -hmm. you know, frying eggs. Yep. This is your brain on drugs. Oh and my God. You know what? I will throw that stupid commercial out the window. Because I'm going to tell you something when we move down into our conversation in just a little bit about the creativity aspect of cannabis, mm -hmm. it actually delivers bl br uh, blood flow to your cere cerebral frontal lobe. Because that's where creativity is housed. Well, that explains it. Then. Yeah, we'll get to that. So we'll we'll circle that back. But my point is, like, your brain on drugs isn't a fried egg. It should actually look like maybe like well, not all drugs, you guys. Obviously, come on, we're talking cannabis here. Yes, we're talking cannabis yeah. here, which is not your brain on drugs. This is something <laughs> that helps with creativity, but also is a medicine used to treat a whole host of issues. Exactly. And in my research for chatting with children about cannabis they actually suggest you talk about those medical attributes to cannabis that is my takeaway as well that and and also sort of my takeaway from one of our listeners I really liked what she said with her conversation with her kids mm. yes this is this has medicinal properties and is used to treat a number of health issues um, but also it's important to explain to kids that cannabis is what people do to relax sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's akin to having a, a glass of wine. It really is. I mean, let's be honest. And, um, it, and it's legal. And, and it's legal. Here in the state of Illinois, you can buy it for fun. And it also might be better for some than alcohol. Completely agree. Not only that, but the caloric intake. Well, it depends on the strain. I mean, if you get munchies, that's unfortunate. But if you don't, <laughs> you know, you're like really knocking off maybe hundreds of calories, a couple hundred from a drink. Drinks. It's true. I, 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 that is one of, well, that's one of several reasons why I'm more partial to cannabis than alcohol. A, I feel like you and I come from, we're not, we're not grain, great, long, run drinkers like we I feel like the mass like during the day like and keep going I can't do it we're I mean I'm a barfer no I don't and I'm honestly way past that age yeah. when I was in college all day every day yeah. no beer wait, breakfast Thursday through Sunday beer breakfast <laughs> mm -hmm. um but now I have no interest now I look forward to like in I think the older I've gotten with drinking I realize like a one strong drink is like that just does the job like we're at home we just have one and I feel as we get older too, and our like taste buds change, and 
we've like hardened a little bit and mm. whiskey and all of these things yes. that used to make us barf when we were little now just have the flavors and taste that we like so desire and prefer over yeah. watered down beer it's more about being it's like kind of being like an enthusiast like oh i want to try that you know and, and now it, yep and more about enjoying exactly the moment. exactly yeah. Um, okay, so Michelle, back to the cannabis and parenting. I, I found some tips. I'm Let's sure you did. It. Do you want me to share you? I want to hear what I want to hear okay. what you found. So what I found was um, this came by way of a Vice article titled "What It's Like to Tell Your Kids You Love Weed." Well, first of all, right there in that title, in a lot of these conversations that you have with children, they do suggest that you use the word or term cannabis. The, yes, proper terms. Yeah, because marijuana and weed, they have like racial undertones as well as they've got bad street slang. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like negative. Yeah. So so what we're saying is cannabis, cannabis. is the best route to take when you're having this conversation. That's what they're saying. I and like me, it. Me too. When tackling the conversation at home, Sherman has three three rules. Be honest but discreet, mm -hmm. get your facts straight, and keep the lines of communication open and chill so your child is less likely to hide if they tried cannabis in any form. I like all of those those thoughts. I especially like the part about getting your facts straight. Mm -hmm. And also, now it's funny where you were looking for your information. Mine comes by way of today's parent. Okay. And very similar. Shall I have? I actually have that exact same one pulled up too. Okay. And very similar kind information in there. What they are suggesting, if you don't know, it's okay to say you don't know about Let's what anything. Okay. If your child poses a question that you don't know the answer to. Don't make it up. Okay. Acknowledge. Admit you don't know. Look it up together. Mm. Oh, okay. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In that article, I really enjoyed, there was a part about a, a mom who shared with her son that she does, that she uses cannabis, and he said he doesn't want to, when he, he came back to her and said, someone at school offered me a joint, I said no, because you told me that when I'm... Uh, cannabis can have an effect on a developing brain exactly during a certain age you know like probably teen all the way up to 18 or something I don't know so that's the yes it is that you know what they're saying is is our brains are still developing and what the problem is is now because you know you're caught in a little bit of an, a gray area because now cannabis is legal mm -hmm. so you have your you know you're dealing with young kids whose argument is oh but it's legal well the response to that is what you just said this is something like alcohol that you shouldn't use until later so your brain exactly. can develop and that's fully. It, so it's okay that I am doing it because I'm an adult. Correct. So, but what was great, he said no. I, so I declined mom and the mom's like, cool, I'm glad you thought about that. And then he came back another day from school and said, you know, we had a nurse here and I raised my hand and I spoke up because the nurse said that cannabis is so bad, probably called it marijuana. She did actually. She said, you know, nothing good comes from marijuana, bad decisions. And he raised his hand and said, well, actually, there are some really good medical benefits from it. Like, bravo, child. Oh, my Lord. Speak bravo, up. Bravo, parent. And I was just going to say it. Gave, he, she empowered him to make a decision and also make a statement. So so that's the thing. I think that the idea about talking to the kids um, and what I read was, school age like middle school age is a decent time to start depending on my kids are in sixth grade now is the time what are you gonna do so um well I feel much better now oh good after having done some research um and having the conversation my I, I like what you're what you were saying about being discreet yeah you know I have the tendency sometimes to overshare with my kids it's just I um loose lips sink ships well my therapist <laughs> I had my therapist told me once she goes you your kids don't need to know everything um so you can be choosy about what information you give so when my kids ask me you know and hopefully they don't listen to this podcast until they're 18 <laughs> but when my kids ask me mom when was the first time <laughs> you it. used cannabis yeah what do you guys you think know, of that I mean, I was a later, I was a eight, I was 17 years old with me. the first time. I was about that same age. Um, but I'm going to Even be 18. a little bit choosy with some of those explanations. 
but I want my kids to know that they can have this conversation. Excellent. I think the important point is also this isn't a one-off conversation. This is a conversation that you keep having with your kids. You want that door to be open. You want them to come mm-hmm. back and say, um, you know, Joe asked, offered me, uh, you know, a t- 250 mil- milligram gummy. Oh, no. And I knew because I talked to you that that would probably put me in a, a bad way. In a bad way. That's the one thing that does scare me and why mm. I want to get in front of the conversation is the edible topic because they are all around. They look so darn good. They are so darn good. And, you know, you want to make sure that your kids know what they're eating. There is that component to it, very much so. Obviously, because of to know what they're eating so they don't become incapacitated or too stoned or something. But what also worried me, and when mm-hmm. I had experience working at a dispenser, as a medical dispensary, I very responsible human beings were coming in there, especially people who were buying for minors who had um, different illnesses they were treating. But I've always worried about getting to, like eating an edible, not knowing, not for myself, for the younger generation, what the effect will be and how it's going to partake in your driving. I, I had a, but honestly, we've been legal for almost a year. I, I read the news every day. I have not seen like, oh my God, Illinois' car accidents of, you know, underage, underage cannabis. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I can tell you my intel as a mom in the, you know, suburbs with teenagers and Did stuff. You say suburbs? Suburbs. <laughs> suburbs. <laughs> I prefer the Suburbs. Okay. Um, what I'm hearing is teens don't mess around with getting behind the wheel of a car under any sort of influence. Oh. Like this is like a generational thing. I think with Uber now pre-COVID, but, but that's kind of amazing. I, I have to say that is what I've consistently heard across the board, and so that that makes me feel that's that makes me feel good. And same, that just took like I felt like a big stress off my chest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say though, Michelle, when I was working at the dispensary, I had a short run there, maybe like seven or eight months, and I loved working with most of those customers. I don't, you know, obviously they're all very chill, you know. I mean, yeah. you get your, you get a cu- an angry customer, but that's in any sort of retail situation. But just, you know, and I would learn so much on how they were helping. I think I've told you there was this guy that would come in and he had a host of problems. And he, when I first met him, he would come using a cane and he was a young man. I'm talking maybe 35. Mm. Okay. A cane. His little backpack, he said he lived in a bad, bad part of the city, so he, we'd have to wrap his stuff up really nicely, so he'd tuck it into his bag so no one would, like, beat him up for it or whatnot. And um, about a month later, he comes in, like, tap dancing, no cane. And I was like, oh, my God, where's your cane? And he's like, these CBD capsules, See? these. Yeah. They saved his life. They've changed they his, saved quality his quality of life. life. So this is actually interesting, and this is something. We're kind of going off of the kids and cannabis, yeah. but who cares? It's cannabis, and this is a good topic. You know, Ryan is on um, Oxy mm-hmm. for his surgery. Like what? What's uh, like Oxy? Just like, straight up, like Oxy. It's called Roxycodone. It's like a generic form of Oxycodone, and it's 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 Oxycodone. Okay. And um, it's a narcotic, obviously. All and he cannot because he gets drug tested <laughs> cannot take medicinal cannabis to or, treat pain or anything medicinal or you know cbd to treat pain he can't take cbd not from a dispensary okay and um i was just like this is so messed up that this is the country that we live in you can't take a pharmaceutical that grows out of the ground that has proven to give relief because your job will be in jeopardy, but you can take an addictive mm. synthetic piece of crap that has ruined the lives of thousands all across the country. Two days ago, a report came out. I thought it was Oxycontin. I don't. I can't remember exactly which um, pill it was or medication, but they. Are, they have to pay $3.8 billion for their role in the um, opioid pandemic, which, thank you. Good. Good. The other thing I have to, I want to encourage you to, when you go to your dispensary next time, ask them about the CBD because the, the just straight up CBD, just, just good old fashioned CBD. Okay. The percentages of the amount of THC in there is almost 
untraceable. Okay. So I don't even know if that would show up on a drug test. I'll ask for my own self, but Ryan is not willing to I figured he'd be adamant. But find out and let us I will. know. I will let you know. Yeah, because that would be really interesting, especially for other people out there that maybe won't be, aren't getting tested, but are teetering. Because, you know, I have plenty of conversation. Is this going to make me high? Not CBD. Yeah. CB- Although I put CBD in that cocktail I made with uh, Mike Ciccone. And it relaxed you. I don't know what the hell happened, but it was amazing. I was feeling good. Really? Yes. Not too like no, did you but feel I felt drowsy. I, no, 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 not drowsy. I felt kind of like a relaxed. Plus, it was a strong drink and a little tipsy. So you, it was like maybe like a Xanax. Even no, just more like yeah, kind of. It was just it was a beautiful. I highly recommend. I could it. tell <laughs> that it was working because you were loose. Like Couldn't I could tell get a, a word out. You were relaxed. Loose as a goose. <laughs> but what I was going to say, mm-hmm. and you touched on him with edibles in the conversation, I think, with older kids, because even there's going to be parents out there that have to have this discussion, even if parents aren't um, privy to the effects of cannabis, maybe because they don't use it. But the biggest tip I can give you that we would give our patients, especially the new ones that were really, really nervous, and this can just go for kids low and slow. Low, low and slow. Smoking a joint isn't smoking a cigarette. It's the, it's this is true. Puff, puff, pass. Don't get another round. And also, if your kids walk around and say, "Oh, it smells like a skunk out here," maybe that's your segue into. <laughs> All right, kids, gather around. Mom's going to tell you a little story about that skunk. <laughs> Come on, <in. laughs> it's not a skunk. Michelle, let's talk about cannabis and creativity. So this is um, a Leafly article. Cannabis can make you more creative, but it's complicated. So here is the deal. I often have attributed my creativity with cannabis either one way or the other, or I feel more creative after I have a little cannabis in me. Not sure which one comes first, but I can tell you what they think. Okay. And the research that they have found, research has revealed that creativity is associated with the brain's frontal lobe and that cannabis consumption increases blood flow to... So it's called increased cerebral blood flow, CBF, to this area, which makes it more active. Well, I have a couple of things to say right out of the gate here. And I like this notion, even though it may not have anything to do or contribute to, but, you know, that weak brain gene in that front lobe, uh, the idea that there's a chance cannabis might, you know, create blood flow. Is that where you were going with that? No, you just, that gives me anxiety every time you bring it up, the weak brain gene. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's true. We're just keeping it turned off, though. We're um, going to keep that gene off. Yeah, and this might help, hopefully. Well, and there are certainly some strains that do more well, Yeah, than maybe others. some strains that do more than others, but what they're really focusing on here is actually, and I'm assuming that it does change based on your tolerance of cannabis, are low doses. So they did a study where they took two generally creative groups of people, like this group is creative and this group is creative just as is. We gave group A, like I think they said about 5.5 milligrams of THC, gave the other group 22 milligrams of THC. The five milligram group, like they went up, they got creative and they were able to implement their ideas and execute different thoughts and you know whatnot and elaborate their their feelings and thoughts of whatever they were creating group b who took the 22 22 yep. milligrams they marked low so much lower on the the, the ability because to they like, couldn't function because it was like too, too much. much they were too stoned it was too much way fair too enough. stoned fair enough um But this is what I was saying earlier. These results pose a bit of a chicken egg dilemma. Does cannabis use improve creativity or do creative people just tend to like cannabis? I often. That's interesting, isn't that? Well, I also think do do people with ADHD have a tendency to also like cannabis? Probably. It's probably probably like maybe a medicinal thing. Mm Mm-hmm interesting interesting this was a really good piece of advice if you're looking to um partake in cannabis to maybe not only creativity though michelle for me sometimes i will have a little bruce banner number three yeah and my floors from top to bottom are sparkly okay well you're now you're talking productivity you're not talking creativity exactly yes 
Yes. Helps me in that department too. Same. I looked up some strains that enhance creativity. Tell me everything. Okay. And we've experienced a couple of these. Um, Blue Dream. Great. I would say that's an accurate accurate statement. It's a sativa hybrid. We've come up with some good ideas Mm -hmm. thanks to Blue Dream. Thank you, B. Um, B. Durban Poison. Durban Poison. That comes usually by way of Cresco. That's a good one. That's just a sativa. Jack Herrera is another creative inducing. Often comparable, uh, often m- many disp- or, uh, bartenders have said like uh, Jack Herrera and Bruce Banner are as close as you can get. If you oh. wanted to, if you couldn't find your Bruce, go for Jack. Good to know. Yeah. Now these last three mm. I've not heard of, nor have I tried, but I'm slightly fearful of one of them. Tell me. About the AK-47. <laughs> that seems like called? that you would just be like machine gunning ideas out. That's like G6. Yes. That yes. one gives me heart palpitations. Thank you, no. Nope, nope. So those are some strains. Were there that, other names? Yes. Space Queen. No. And Green Crack. Oh, I've heard of Green Crack. That one is exactly aligns with the others. Heavy-handed sativa. So if those of you folks that are looking to enhance your creative experience, you might want to give one of those. Go to your local dispensary and give one of those a whirl. Oh, my God. Fun. Yeah. The dispensary is always such a great experience. It's I don't great. know. I don't know. I, at least I just walk in. I'm like, oh, it's going to be a good day today. Our dispensary has grown a bit, and it's, it is a different experience from when they started, which has been cool. It's like I feel like I'm going to a dispensary in Colorado now. It's big with all of... Do you want to give them a shout-out? Sure. Shout-out to our friends over at Midway Dispensary for yeah. taking care of all of our cannabis needs. And thank you again for sponsoring our costume contest last year at Hollapalooza. We'll do it again next year. Um, just some advice... For those who are maybe going to dabble in, Leafly writes, do what works for you. And if you're still figuring out how cannabis affects you creatively, try playing with different dosages, creative activities, strains, and environments to see if cannabis can help you tap into your inner creative spirit. There's, I've never had a bad experience. I have. (sighs) I have. Actually, I have too. When I was in Colorado with Anthony, I took, my friend told me to get chewy, chewy chews, chibi chews. Yep. Shouldn't have done that. Did I, you have one too many chewy chews? I had one too many chewy chews and the, the, the server came to our table and he was so in my face. He may not have been in my face that bad, but I was have, I was like, have whatever we were not, our energy did not align and I was having a full blown anxiety attack on the inside. Well, that is not fun. No, no. What was yours? I was in college. I had too much to drink and then I had some cannabis and that was my first and last lesson yep you learned that once that's all you need that's all I needed so I just went right towards the cannabis was more my yeah I learned at a young age too much red wine because there's you know there's a point where you just go through life and like "Mm, chugging red wine (laughs) and then to smoke cannabis on top is never a good idea worst idea because it's coming up the same way PSA 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 don't ever don't ever. So we have one more hot topic today. Are we going to share our fave books? I am. I only have, well, I've got an, an author and two books. Okay. I want you to go first. So we thought okay. today would be fun to end with just a little, like, what are, what are our favorite books? Um, I would love to share these. You know, it, this is such a hard it one is. to answer because there are so many incredible books. So when I was, when, when I was thinking about the ones that I wanted to curate for this conversation, I thought like, which were the one, what were the books that I have read in my life that left like a, like a profound, um, effect on me or just one that was so good that I didn't want it to end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have to say that my first would be the pillars of the earth okay. by Ken Follett. And what is it about? Okay. So because I am not great at um, summarizing on my own I'm going to take this here from Wikipedia really quick the pillars of the earth is a historical novel um, about the building of a cathedral in a f- fictional town of Kingsbridge England the thing is what is so incredible about this story is the time that it took you know back in the during the 12th century you know it doesn't mm. you don't build something in a couple of years it takes like a couple hundred years yes and there's a lot of stories and peop- 
and people dying during the building and how they crafted these uh. gothic architectural things. It is a book that I didn't want to end all 900 pages. Oh, wow. Okay. It's a big one. I would read that. Okay, next. <laughs> what? I just, I, when I, I remember when I started reading this book, I was sitting on the train commuting to the city and I was opening the first page and this woman looked next to me and she said, is that the first book of that series that you've read? And I said, yes. And she said, I am so excited and so jealous okay. of the journey you're about to go on. Let me guess. You know what it you're, is. No, no. What's that one where it's like the, the girl gets swept up by that? that rich gentleman and they have like a bunch of like erotic novel um well if you're talking about the um scottish highlander <laughs> named um jamie fraser from the book the diana gabaldon series outlander no but i have to watch it because there's a man that i have a crush on that's in the mo in the in the show in the series mm -hmm. outlander so you guys for those of you who haven't um, heard of this book this is all I'm going to tell you is this is a time travel book I almost hate starting by saying that because time travel it personally put me off mm. it puts me off but it takes place pre-world war one um, husband and wife are on a post return from war sort of honeymoon she goes and takes a walk stumbles upon some rocks wakes up in the Scottish Highlands 200 years prior okay what and she stumbles upon the sexiest oh. scottish man you'll ever meet and it is a love story oh my god okay but this is what i read this is all i have to say about this you could open up any three pages in that book yeah any three pages you will be hooked okay i'll do that one maybe i'll do that next those are my those are my top i have another one but i want to hear yours okay mine are not exciting but well, that's okay. That depends. You how them. how I measured why what what is my favorite book and why I thought of what are a, what book or books do I have this urge to reread again? Oh, like and I would pick it up like maybe every year and they're seasonal books. Okay, The Christmas Carol. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you you are a you are a Christmas Carol. Oh ho ho! Listen, I love the lessons within that story it's literally that book can be you just sum it up my lauren's notes like cliff's notes yolo yolo That's it. okay and not like go out and do whatever you want more like be kind be you know thoughtful to your people visit your family love you know just be happy be for what happy. you have don't be a curmudgeon and mm. you know i just feel like it's it's a beautiful book and i love the production of of that show well i'll never i won't see it this year or that play at um the Chicago Theater every year. Yeah, I took you last two years two ago. Two years ago. Yeah, I take one person every year. Next year I'll take Mia. It, she's like she's at ready. that age. Um, wonderful production here in Chicago. I won't see it this year, so I'll read it probably. And my other favorite book is um, The Historian by That's Elizabeth. That's a tome. That is a tome. It's it's not nine hundred pages. It's like five by Elizabeth Kostova. And that is what I like to refer to as like the Da Vinci Code for Dracula. Oh, that like what is... the Da Vinci Code was for the Holy Grail. The historian is for, well, it's not Dracula, it is, but it's Vlad the Impaler. Does he live in Transylvania? I, near there, but okay. they actually, I read this when we went to Europe around that time, and they talk a lot about Budapest and Istanbul and that area of the world, the Ottoman Empire, okay. and it's very historical too. Basically, this young woman stumbles upon a, a stack of letters in a library, and it says, like, every letter starts with, to my unfortunate successor. So, to the person who's going to find this next and carry on this journey of this search. Dang. It is chilling. Like, you really, you get, like, creeped out from it because you always feel like there's a presence of someone that's, like, watching her. It's very mm. creepy. 
Um, but it's an amazing book and it's it's a fun it's a fun read. So it's so interesting when you explain this story now, I want to steal it from your table. It's wonderful. But for whatever reason, that one doesn't draw me in. Like I walk past it. It's like the movies I suggest to you that you're like, no, I'm not watching that. Mm. I don't know what it is, but you make that you make me want to read it. It's a good read. And then I just want to give a shout out to my favorite author. Ooh, who? Bill Bryson. Uh, and you, did you read Body? I haven't read it yet. I have Home right there at home. Bill Bryson, I know him as a travel writer. I first read Neither Here Nor There about his European travels. So damn funny. I know. So damn funny. And if you get a chance to read them, that one in a sunburned country is Australia. And then this at home book is his research based on what every room in your house is, why, what, tips and details. And he's so self-deprecating. Yeah. Which makes He's it like the fun. master at picking a tiny topic and just breaking it apart him and there's an author named mary roach i believe is her name she too does the same thing like she researched like what do you pack when you go to mars and she does the, it's, it's really cool. cool and what do undertakers yeah it's really neat good stuff now that's that that's something i'd be into okay mary roach mary roach mary roach mary roach well, we're lauren, coming for you <laughs> well, lauren, we covered a lot of ground today we did well done this was a epic episode i you guys i know it was wrong i've been stumbling on my words I had a couple glasses of wine last night. Oh, my God. Well, I thought you were going to say you just had them before I came, and no! I was going to start to get worried. No, I had a couple glasses. We went to the drive-in, and you know, we took a bottle of wine, and I, I was a little bruised from it Listen, this no, no apologies, man. Sometimes the words flow. Other days, they don't. That's okay. We'll get it out. You know what? We're going to fix and it. And I think this mic that it's on its stand now, it's like um, it's so it's a little phallic. intrusive. It's a little phallic, and it's like a big dick is in my face. Well, at least it's not in your mouth. <laughs> that's what's so and that's what's so I guess intimidating about it. it's just dangling in front of me and I'm like it's kind of I'm having a bit of you an need, energy shift you have to this takes a little getting used to we are really getting to the point where we're like pro podcast status here I mean we've got some fancy stuff and the mics are now being held by something other than our hand I mean I'm, I think this is what's been throwing me off today hey it takes a couple times we'll get used to it we got to go, Lauren. We got stuff to do. We do. You guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for joining us on it's, yet another conversation. And it's in our outro, but please subscribe. Please leave us a review. It helps our cause. And tell your friends about us. That's the big one. And last but not least, stay cozy. Cozy. Lauren, I'm the singer. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good one. Thank you for joining us for today's cozy conversation. For more of The Sister Project, check us out on Instagram at The Sister Project and our website, www.thesisterprojectblog.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and maybe even drop us a review. Until next time, stay cozy.